0: Once seen, the landscape is an unforgettable one. In this neighborhood of villages, meadows, woods, and fields, there was literally not a bush or a tiniest blade of grass to be seen. Every hand's breadth of ground had been churned up again and again. Trees had been uprooted, smashed, and ground to touchwood. The houses blown to bits and turned to dust. Hills had been leveled and the arable land made a desert. And yet the strangest thing of all was not the horror of the landscape in itself, but the fact that these scenes, such as the world had never known before, were fashioned by men who intended them to be a decisive end to the war. Thus all the frightfulness that the mind of man could devise was brought into the field— And there, where lately there had been the idyllic picture of rural peace, there was as faithful a picture of the soul of scientific war. In earlier wars, certainly, towns and villages had been burned. But what was that compared with this sea of craters dug out by machines? For even in this fantastic desert there was the sameness of the machine-made article— a shell-hole strewn with bulletins, broken weapons, fragments of uniform, and dud-shells, with one or two dead bodies on its edge. This was the never-changing scene that surrounded each one of all these hundreds of thousands of men, and it seemed that man on this landscape he had himself created became different, more mysterious, and hardy, and callous— than in any previous battle. The spirit and the temper of the fighting altered, and after the Battle of the Somme the war had its own peculiar impress that distinguished it from all other wars. After this battle the German soldier wore the steel helmet, and in his features there were chiselled the lines of an energy stretched to the utmost pitch lines that future generations will perhaps find as fascinating and imposing as those of many heads of classical or Renaissance times. But I cannot too often repeat. A battle was no longer an episode that spent itself in blood and fire. It was a condition of things that dug itself in remorselessly week after week and even month after month what was a man's life in this wilderness whose vapor was laden with the stench of thousands upon thousands of decaying bodies death lay in ambush for each one in every shell hole merciless and making one merciless in turn chivalry here took a final farewell it had to yield to the heightened intensity of war just as all fine and personal feeling has to yield when machinery gets the upper hand. The Europe of today appeared here for the first time on the field of battle. The terrible losses, out of all proportion to the breadth of front attacked, were principally due to the old Prussian obstinacy with which the tactics of the lines were pursued to their logical conclusion. One battalion after another was crowded up into a front line already overmanned, and in a few hours, pounded to bits. It was a long while before the folly of contesting worthless strips of ground was recognized. It was finally given up and the principle of a mobile defense adopted. The last development of this was the elastic distribution of the defense in zones. Thus it was that there were never again such bitterly contested engagements as those that for weeks together were fought out round shell-shot woods or undecipherable ruins. The names of the tiniest Picardy hamlets are memorials of heroic battles to which the history of the world can find no parallel. There it was that the dust first drank the blood of our trained and disciplined youth— Those fine qualities which had raised the German race to greatness leapt up once more in dazzling flame, and then slowly went out in a sea of mud and blood.